Welcome to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode four. We're so glad you're here. Uh, we have a great show ahead. Uh, we are going to chat about The Chosen. We're going to look at episode three, Jesus Loves the Little Children. And then we're going to talk something about finances. So let's uh, get into it. Zach, how you doing this day? I'm good. How are you? Oh, fan freaking fantastic. What do you want to start with? Um, I don't know. Let's start with the chosen. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jesus loves his children. Did you watch this? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's What'd a you good think? episode. Why? What's it it's, make? Well, makes it good. It, again, I kind of forgot. I would say episodes two and three are like the slower, but again, they're still really good. You said that about episode one. I know. I don't. They that does. It does get very action packed. Action packed. I think that swords and this episode soldiers. is just a little more abstract because this is not directly like pulled from any um, story in the Bible. Yeah, right? like, and there is no story. Yeah, Jesus is in the woods chatting with kids. Yeah. So I mean, most of this comes from it's like it's like giving us a, a story or a. A visual version of a few different like one-off verses and stuff like that um, throughout Jesus teaching the children and having faith like a child and some of these different verses like that. So it's kind of neat in that sense. And uh, he obviously says lots of cool things in it. Yeah, very much so. The director um, said at one point uh, before or after, this has been the most well-received episode of them all. Mm. That it's one of the favorites out there uh, that people are responding to. That's interesting. Yeah. I think it's the big thing with this episode is that he, um, you get like a really cool glimpse at like Jesus' perspective on him coming. And like, because we don't really get to like see anything before he actually like starts his mission. But this is like him talking about like, what he sees in the like society and culture and then like how he's why he's there and what he's going to do to change it. He kind of hints at a lot of that stuff and we don't really see that from the, like reading the Bible. We just kind of see how things are sort of, and then we just kind of all of a sudden boom, Jesus is there and he's shaking things up and maybe we don't really understand fully how that was like, or why that was so necessary but this gives us a better idea of that. Yeah. Jesus is the main character in this episode. Like mm-hmm. it's all Jesus. It, it's just, you see him doing stuff, splitting wood, praying, building a fire, making stuff. Right. It's Jesus. And it's like a prequel. It's like an introduction episode, but it's episode three. Yeah. So that, that's weird. Yeah. I, I get why they didn't do it first though. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's pretty, it's pretty neat overall. Like he's, um, yeah, it's like a lot of different, like, I don't, I don't want to say one-liners, but small teaching points that like, could be expanded on, and he's just not right now. Um, and I'm sure that they will at some point. But So what's, like, so let's talk about a couple of things that stood out. For me, mm-hmm. one of the things that really stood out uh, was that uh, Jesus, when he's sitting around with the kids, like these kids show up and they find this stranger, you know, camping in the forest. And they're like, whoa, there's a dude out there. And so the one little girl, um, I don't know, Katie Morden. Yeah, that girl. <laughs> let's just 
Let's all acknowledge this for a second. That girl clearly looks like she could be Katie Morton's daughter. So yeah, or <laughs> or maybe a younger version of. Anyway, uh, and so anyways, so Katie finds Jesus in the forest, and then she goes and tells her friend Josh, and then the two of them go out, and then they bring more friends, and they're like, "Hey, hanging out with uh, Jesus," and he's giving them jobs to do. And he's like, "Well, if you're here, you might as well do something," and he's teaching them, which is really cool because he's doing his sermon on the mount with the kids he's teaching them how to pray he's doing the lord's prayer with them he's he's like hey let's you know as we work let's sing a song let's let's sing hymns it's like wow it's like camp mm-hmm. happening out here mm-hmm. jesus and the kids and he's singing songs and he's doing stuff with them and having fun and telling them stories about a bear coming out of the woods and he's like obviously that's the story of like elisha or elijah right in the past and he's like telling the story but he's acting it over them and he's having so much fun What's the thing that they recite at the one point? The Shema. Shema, and what is that? Um, it's kind of that uh, the passage from Deuteronomy where they're like, "You'll have no other god, okay, above your god, and and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind." It it's just it's what they learn. It's what they they learn to recite. Right. So the, kind of like the Lord's Prayer type thing. That's kind of like for us, it would be the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of like that part because um, like last episode, we talked about ritual and tradition and doing things just because they are ritual and tradition versus doing them for the real like heart of the, um, of the tradition and the ritual or the point of it and kind of that balance between those two things. And here he has them recite something that is clearly just ritual or like something that they've just been told to do and taught to do and memorized. And it probably doesn't really mean anything to them. Um, or not that much. doesn't seem like it. They don't even necessarily know the meaning of it. A lot of right. the parts are just, kids. they're just reciting it. They're just reciting it anyway, but it yeah, there's clearly, like this little four year old kid. Yeah. Along. But yeah. it clearly has like value and meaning and weight, even when they don't really have it in their minds when they're saying it, like he's taking it in that way. So it's kind of neat. Like we often obviously treat praying for many things, meals, especially or whatever Lord's prayer type of stuff that way, where we just kind of like say it to say it. Right. Let's get this done. Which like, obviously we're, I'm saying, so it probably still is important and it still does have an impact and it's not pointless, but even to go further, if we did say that with purpose or meaning in our own like minds and hearts, then would it mean even more? Yeah. Jesus is like, clearly moved mm-hmm. right the actor yeah. that's playing jesus is showing jesus as being clearly moved by these kids reciting this traditional prayer yeah. and, and to him it's emotional it's like wow and there is a moment there where he is you know is it tears is it joy is it like just just gratitude that um these kids are involved with that so that was really cool that mm-hmm. is a cool scene yeah uh what else did we notice cool to watch jesus as a craftsman and a teacher um right he calls himself a rabbi i'm not just i'm not just making stuff to sell at market i'm going to become a rabbi and they're like oh that's cool he's like yeah i don't have any followers yet but i will soon they just don't know it um he references mary as his first follower Mm. and then he mentions again when the little girl keeps answering the questions you know hey Hey boys, here's this little girl that has no training, doesn't even right. go to Torah school, and she's answering the questions. You want to join in? Join into the conversation. But again, that end. 
that um, there's a as a phrase that keeps coming up: get used to different. And he's telling the kids, what if the way we do religion, what if the way we read the Torah and we understand it, the way we approach justice, the way we approach these things in the world, and um, what if it's wrong? Mm-hmm. What, if it's, what if it's not right? So I've come be, to be different. I've come to do this differently. I'm going to teach differently. I'm going to look at justice differently. I'm going to approach systems differently the first person he chooses to follow him is mary he's uh-huh. chosen a woman uh not just a woman like a harlot who is demon possessed who's now redeemed to be his first follower yeah um he you know he's given this little girl uh you know pride of place right and yeah. she's uh first among them so that's really neat to see that there is so much more uh in this than he just wants to be different. And he says it to Peter again in episode seven, get used to different. And then at the end of this, like when you get to episode eight, he's like, this is going to be different. (laughs) And I just, I love that over and over again, get used to different. What if we practice, what if what we believe and practice is wrong? Uh, What else did you notice in this episode or anything else you wanted to, to comment on? Um, the one point, like one kid asks about like because he touches on like the the military leader idea that uh, the messiah is going to be this great military leader to like free them from the romans and i think um part of that or big reason that that was um a thought or a teaching was because that was them that was the um the jews deciding that that's what they that's what they needed so they were like projecting their own wants and desires onto what they hmm. were trying to like decipher from the from the Bible or from the scriptures. And so I thought that was kind of like interesting when he mentions that and he says, but he doesn't like talk poorly about the um, Pharisee. He just says like whatever his name is is a smart man, but smart men often lack wisdom. And um, like, where does it say anything in the scripture about that? Like, if it's not said, so why did why did we derive that from from the scriptures? And he's like, is there not maybe many things that we've done that with kind mm-hmm. of idea? And that we've just, taken we've taken our own input into the scripture and we've read it through our cultural lens. Yeah. And then I just thought of like the whole like projecting our own wants or desires onto something um scriptural, biblical, or spiritual. I thought of like a, this line or two from the a beautiful eulogy song from Symbols and Signs. Okay. Yeah. It says, um, but don't you find it interesting how most of the time your self-interpreting seems to coincide with what's deep inside your heart's desires? So like, is what we're deciding about something biblical, spiritual, is it just like matching up with what we actually want in our like worldly self? Um, or is it something that we're actually figuring out that like God's telling us? So is this Oh my like, goodness, say that again. Do you not understand? Yeah, I totally think I, yeah. <laughs> so the song, the song is symbols and signs. And the whole yeah. song is talking about how we often try to find these super spiritual symbols and signs from God. Right. A leaf falling and the wind blew a certain direction and that decided something and told us uh, something. It's obviously a sign. It's a sign from God. Yeah. And so the one line is, don't you find it interesting how most of the time your self-interpreting seems 
interpreting seems to coincide with what's deep inside your heart's desires. Oh. So um seems rather convenient, doesn't it? Um not saying that God can't do it, not saying God won't do it. Might very well be the case. But Oh man. And so he talks about how like how much weight are you placing on that sign? Um does it just match up with what you actually wanted in your own heart, your own worldly desires? Um or is it actually something from God? Hmm. What does it line up with? So anyway, I'm drawing this all back to the sure. point that I think, like, <laughs> you better draw it back because well, we're way off script. No, like it's the same thing that I think that the Pharisees did was they were like, "Well, we really want like we're sick oh, of being yeah. oppressed. We're sick of being like more than just they wanted to be free. They like they wanted the Romans to pay for what they what they had done to them. Right? They didn't just want to be free because that's what hmm. they knew was promised. They were going to be freed." But they were like, well, more than us just being free, like they should have to pay for this. And so that's where this, I, I think, eventually along the line, along that like hundreds of years of oppression and whatever, like they are like, we want someone to come and save us as a, a warrior. Like we want to. So desperate for the leader. Messiah that they miss the Messiah when he shows up. Yeah. And they still have missed the Messiah. Because they decided what they thought God should look like. Yeah. And then didn't look like that oh man there's a whole discussion we could have around this mm-hmm. right like we run into this constantly at camp and uh with young people and young adults and as uh people just seeking god's will and then yeah. wanting that sign or or reading through scripture or, or interpreting things the way we want it to mm-hmm. be right like how many uh none of us saw the pandemic coming Right, none of us saw this that the summer would be shut down, we would lose all these things. But how many of us felt that we were supposed to be at camp this summer? Yeah. Right? And deep in our bones, like, oh, I've really prayed about it. I really feel that this is where God is leading me this summer and I need to be at camp. And then Yeah. What you couldn't. So does that mean that God wasn't leading us? Or that maybe we had right and and I see this all the time when we start, oh, what are you gonna do for camp next summer? Uh What are you gonna do? Like, what's your plan? How are you planning this? It's like I don't know. I'm really trying to have open hands here and see what God's doing. Yeah. You know, I'm naturally an optimist and yet I can't look at the situation around me and say, well, I think this is going to be done by January. Like maybe January, 2025, this could be done. So then how do we do camp over the next five years? Yeah, exactly. If that's how it goes or, or what if this is the end of camp? Hey, we hit 50 years. Bam. See ya. Like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like how is that how is that possibly God's will? I don't even want to try and interpret it. Well, it's not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whew, yeah. At least we know that much. Yeah, it goes on <laughs> in the song even I'm realizing further like sure. he talks about um like I'll give you a sign that's obvious. One of the most supernatural acts is that God through his word has actually revealed everything pertaining to life and godliness. Um there's an idea that if someone sees signs and symbols, um they're more spiritual, but uh, if they can see these signs and symbols and make them simple, they're more spiritual. But the mark of a mature man is the one who understands God's word and allows that to govern his decisions and uh, perspective plans. And so, like, again, what Jesus says in that scene, he talks about how, like, what does it actually say in the scriptures? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't say that. And he's saying that this, like, smart guy lacks wisdom because he's not actually reading and just, like, letting that govern his, his thoughts and his plans. Right. It's so important, right? Mm-hmm. To just and then he recites, you know, like how do you know what you're doing next? And he's like, he's reciting Isaiah to the kids, and the, mm. and one of the kids is like, oh, that's Isaiah, yeah. And Jesus is like, it is, but it's also me, like it, yeah. Like I have that wisdom to interpret the scripture and know this is this is what I'm calling. I'm here to come and set the the oppressed free and to yeah. 
and uh, oh yeah, like to get into the scripture and just know it. Yeah. And uh, read oh. it and see it and let that interpret your life. Yeah, for sure. Again, they talk about in the song. I love this song, by the way. So <laughs> that's not ones. coming through. So it's like <laughs> it's boring when my my life looks more like the Book of Ruth than Exodus. We all want to see like the pillars of of uh, of cloud and fire and whatever. Um, Pass through the Red Sea. Yeah, manna from heaven. <laughs> Just the normal everyday working of life. Things but, suck royally. His evidence is evidence of his royalty. Um, yeah, ignore the plane. We prefer a riddle. We're dying to see a miracle, but we're holding God's diary, looking for signs. And mm-hmm. so I just always think that's like such a cool line that we're like, <laughs> we're out here like, God, just give me a sign. Like, tell me what to do. Like, I want to see, like, show me examples, show me power, show me this, show me that. Meanwhile, like we have hundreds, thousands of years of examples and diary written in our hands. That's and that's not good enough. Yeah. It's like, well, if like something happened tomorrow to someone and they wrote a post about it on Facebook, would we believe that? How's that any different? Right. Like right. we have proof, we have it written down. Like there's been tons of like people who have even like proven to the fact of like, as, as much as we can prove any history book is true, the Bible is like, yeah. we can pretty much prove that as much as any history book. Right. So yeah, we choose. And it's not open to interpretation. We choose like, it's that not, it's not good enough. Yeah. Interesting. There's no, um, historical bias yeah in its, exactly. in its interpretation either like yeah, in its presentation yeah <laughs> right i was talking with a friend uh this week who's a police officer and mm-hmm. he said it's it's crazy to see um, a news report in the paper mm-hmm. or online uh and having been in that situation and seeing how little actual news is in that news report right and how much of a his opinion and how much of it is interpreted to to present a certain story that that can put the police officer in a bad light or to put that situation in a bad light. And he's like, there's, there's very little fact in the news that's out there about what's happening in the world right around us. Mm -hmm. And then to know that, that our news sources are so corrupt and yet we have the Bible, which is so true. Wow. Like, why do we continue to look for signs currently here uh, interpreting or take the Bible and try and interpret it into our culture, into our, you know, pandemic light. Yeah. I don't, we need to do a lot less interpreting than we think. Yeah. And just get it <laughs> in. So there we go. So that's right, kind well, of that's the, uh, probably yeah, good for that. That was probably chunk. pretty good on that. We want to head to the next topic. Do we really want to dig into this then a bit on finances? Yeah. We could talk about finance. Now. Sure. I guess this came up because when we were talking about university, um, a week ago mm-hmm. and experience and, and earning money. And, and, uh, it was kind of a thought that, wow, like there is a lot that happens. Uh, university is super expensive. And are we ready for kind of what, what the next step is? And I've mm-hmm. talked to so many people who are like, yeah, I've, I came out of high school and I can figure out the area of a triangle, but I can't manage a budget. Right. Or I did college and or careers in civics, but I have no clue how to get a car loan or right. where I should put my money to invest it. Or do I even invest it? Right. And everyone, I've had people ask me, Hey, I just, I just have this money. I really want to invest it. Like, well, I just put it in a savings account. I'm like, mm. well, that's not an investment. Yeah. But you need that money in two years. So why would you put it into Don't an investment? Don't lock it up. Don't lock it up. Um, so I thought, Hey, it would be worthwhile to have a few minutes 
you know, even just to introduce this topic of finances, um, there's three things I kind of wanted to hit on that I thought were important. One is, is the importance of a budget mm-hmm. Two, uh, do we save or invest? And then three, what do we do with loans and credit? Mm. And I thought there are probably three really uh, quick topics that we could talk about that don't get a whole lot of airtime that we, sure. um, you know, I go back in and, and reevaluate annually, if not every, you know, every six months, my mm-hmm. own budget, my own investments, my own savings, my own loans and credits and stuff like that. So we'll try not to spend uh, too much time on things we think you might know. And then if we skip something that you don't know, messages yeah send us a question on so we'd like to add a question period in coming episodes yes so if you have questions on stuff send us some questions we'd love for you guys to put questions yeah uh, there's a little plug for that discord questions in the discord or email us uh yeah so budget first um a budget is just a plan Mm -hmm. when you say budget to people they get anxious but (laughs) a budget is just a plan for your money uh if you don't control your money it will control you. Even a goal, really. So it's yeah, a setting a goal um, and, and understanding. So a budget, when you make a plan, you should have more income than expense. <laughs> Usually. Generally, yeah. you want to see that uh, or you want it to balance that I have $5 coming in and I'm spending $5 and I end up at zero. Right. So that's Unless good. maybe you're a student and you're using student loans, but sure. we'll get to that maybe. Yeah, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit. Um, Know the difference between wants and needs. A want does not equal a need. Mm. Uh, even though I desperately want Starbucks, I don't need Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. I know we could argue that, but Good. <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't want Tim Hortons. Yeah. But I don't need either of them. So that's a good it. thing. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Tim Hortons if that came out. Um, ghouls. Know. Having goals, they're short term and long term. Where, where do you want to get? With Did you just goals? say seven? No, I said they're short term and long term goals. They said there's seven goals. No, no, no. So that's a budget. What else do you want to say about a budget? Uh, I uh, make one. Make one. Do have that uh, and make one fully, and then it's okay if you're not following it to an absolute T. It's just good to have it in the back of your mind, even meaning written down so then it is in the back of your mind. Not just do it in the back of your mind because I've tried that. It doesn't work. So, no. And I've tried half doing them and that doesn't work either. Fully do them and then in the back of your head you're like, man, I always know I have about this much extra a month. So if I want to buy the new phone this year because it's been three years since I've got a phone, I know how many months roughly of extra income of my extra money that's going to take up or how long I have to save. Pay for yeah. that. That's good. That's good. So that leads to saving, saving and investing. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a difference between saving and investing? Yes. Yeah. What's the difference? Um, saving is usually just holding your money back. Right. Uh, so from not spending it, investing is growing your money while not spending it. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to having a goal, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a plan for your money and you have a goal in there, then how do I save? Yes. So you should always have an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. So here's a, here's a, uh, or when you need a new car because it breaks down or fix something on your car or you break your phone and you need to buy a new phone or right. you need to give money to someone close to you because they've had something go wrong or yeah. whatever. Emergency what fund. Yeah. 
you know, so immediately say like the first, your plan should be to have a thousand dollars saved for an emergency fund. That'll cover a car repair mm-hmm. or, you know, suddenly I need a plane ticket somewhere because family member died or right. had a baby. Maybe let's, let's not be negative. Let's be positive. Yeah. Uh, or it can be good things. Terry. I know there can be good things <laughs> or, or, you know, that yeah thing comes up for sale. You need, you have to replace your phone. Yeah. And you got that cash. Cool. Um, so save short term mm-hmm. uh, would be, I want to buy that car, mm-hmm. right? So you said it, you need save for that car. Uh, and then long term would be like, uh, someday maybe I'll buy a house or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. Savings. So how do I know if I should save versus invest? How do I know if I should save versus invest? Yeah. Great question, Zach. I'm glad you asked. Thanks. Because when I uh, finished school, especially when I got married, we were like, oh, we have extra money. We should invest it. We didn't, thankfully, due to some good advice from someone, uh, because we ended up using all that money (laughs) since we were both not really working full time yet. Right. But uh, yeah, how do you know, like when you have X amount of money, when you should invest it versus if you're going to save it, when's the right time to invest? Where do I invest? Who do I talk to? Who? I could keep going. So many questions. Maybe um, you were going to get to those things, probably. A little bit. I, I didn't want to go too deep. I didn't want to freak everybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But Let's that was the first some good I don't stuff. Know if I should save versus invest. I think when it gets to saving, um, if you have a really short time horizon, I'm going to need this money in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Then you should be saving. Yeah. Put it in a savings account. Uh, if you can get a high interest savings account where you know, and it also restricts you from dipping into that money because yeah. the hard part is, oh, I've got $3,000 sitting there. Well, I should just grab 300 of it for this, or I should grab a hundred dollars for that. Right. Um, so put it into a high interest savings account where, you know, you have to give notice today to get your money tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you can't make those impulse buys out of that savings. Mm-hmm. It's there to be saved. But remember when you save for a rainy day, when it rains, that's why that savings are there. Uh, yeah, and so the, many people to clarify the rain isn't literal rain. It's a uh, emergency. Right, it's not. It's raining today. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> it's like I saved this for an, for an emergency, so don't yes. be afraid to use that money that you save for that emergency. Right. Um Yeah, I've always to, kind of been told that it's basically like you should be willing to part with however much money you're investing for 5 years to really see a good return on it. And ideally, you're just acting like you're spending that money therefore like meaning it's gone you're not accessing it for five years yeah yeah you really don't want to invest it into a vehicle or into a, an item into something that depreciates that depreciates yeah uh and you want to give it time to grow so if you're mm-hmm. going to put money you have money that you've saved you're going to put it into investment you should have five to ten years in that investment mm-hmm. so that's a great place to save if you're like in five or 10 years, I want to buy a house. Right. Uh, but five years in, you're like, okay, I'm five years from buying a house. You don't want to be in a high risk investment. Mm. So the more return, also the more risk. So if I can make 7%, I can also lose 7%. Yeah. Um, if I can make 2%, then I'm only going to lose 2%. And I can afford to lose 2% on $10,000. I can't afford to lose 10% on $10,000. No. When I need that money there. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a really important thing. Like you need that time for, for your money to go up and down. Mm-hmm. And that's why, yeah, if this is an investment, 
then you put the money in and, and it's gone. Think of it that so way. So are those details things that I need to know myself or should I just find someone who will help me navigate those things and help me and pick my investments? You can do some of this stuff yourself. There's, there's a lot of encouragement to, hey, get involved, buy your own stocks, buy your own investments, buy yeah. your own mutual funds. Like, like Quest Trade and all those random Go to, sites. Or yeah, whatever. and you're yeah. going to get hammered with ads for that crap. Yeah. And really find someone that knows what they're doing. Hmm. There's a lot of information out there and it takes time to know. Um, there's a lot of, uh, they're advertising. They're, they're just trying to get you to, to, yeah. to buy their junk. And, um, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of magic tricks in, in that investment industry. Find mm-hmm. someone you trust, find someone, you know, um, so I, I'm excited to see something like, so for example, uh, the Mennonite credit union, kindred credit union actually hired an investment guy mm-hmm. that does life insurance and investments. And for years, uh, you know, Christians looked at life insurance and investments as like this hocus pocus stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, to find a Christian invest Christian investment guy or a Christian insurance guy was like, oh, that's really interesting to find. Yeah. Um, so there are people out there that can help you, and they're not looking for fees to do it. Um, the best thing is is maybe to buy a or to pay somebody a fee for investment advice or financial advisor. Um, and those guys are around. So if you need that advice, just ask. Mm-hmm. So savings and investments, and then really quick loans and credit. Um, loan is different than credit. A loan has a set payment and a mm-hmm. set time. Right. So it's a four-year loan or a five-year loan. And, and usually have, a specific purpose. And a specific purpose that it's tied to. It's, yeah. it's for a car, it's for a house, it's for education. Yeah. Uh, they give you the money up front. So you can purchase that item and then you pay it back over a number of time, a uh, number of payments and time. Yeah. So that's a loan. Usually at a decent interest rate. Usually. Ideally. Usually at a decent interest rate. And then credit. Credit is different. They're just saying, here you go. You can use this as you need it. Mm-hmm. Here's $5,000 on a line of credit or a credit card. But yeah. every time you use that money, you're going to pay us. Uh, and it's it's an interest rate or maybe even a, a fee plus an interest rate mm-hmm. on whatever balances that you've used. Usually a higher interest rate. And it tends to be a higher interest rate because it's a flexible loan. There's no repayment schedule. There's right. like just pay the basic amount. And that's how they get you, right? You can take 20 years to pay off a credit card because yeah. you're just paying a minimum amount that's maybe not even covering interest every month. Yeah, well, I think like a... Oh, I don't know. Let's say a credit card that's twenty five hundred dollar limit. If you max it, I think minimum payment on that it's going to take you like ten years to pay off or something ridiculous. Oh, it's like twenty five, thirty it's bucks. Longer. Yeah, it's, At, uh, it takes forever. Yeah, forever. So you don't want to pay minimums. <laughs> no, you don't want to pay minimums. All minimums do is, I guess, stop you from and watch your interest rate. You Lose, can yeah, losing your credit. Get a low interest rate credit card or line of credit, and a low interest rate is like. Nine percent, ten percent, eight percent. A standard is like nineteen to twenty-nine percent on a credit card. Twenty-nine percent is like you're paying one third of what you owe them. Yeah, is just interest. So be very aware of that. You uh, you also don't need a credit card to build credit Um, nowadays. With like phone bills, for example, I learned that the phone bill is now one of the best ways to build credit, and one of the things they look at first 
um, because it's a monthly payment. As long as you're making that payment, you can build credit really easily. Credit card can be a nice way to build credit. I would really suggest if you're going to use a credit card, then ditch your debit card. So only have one method of payment because I got into that point when I was buying things with a credit card and I was buying the debit card. And then you and didn't then have the money, you to, don't pay have the money the, to pay off your credit, credit cards. And so now you're just paying yeah. minimums and yeah. trying to slowly get that back. And then, and that'll wreck you because you're like, oh, I'm going to use my credit card because I'm getting points. Right. Or I'm getting like cash back or whatever. Right. And, and yeah. then they've incentivized you like, hey, use our credit card. Yeah, which is fine. So but then you use your use debit your... card to buy gas all the time and then yeah, you don't no. have the money to pay just your Just don't use card. your debit card then. Yeah. Credit cards can be great, but. So Dave Ramsey, uh, as some of you will have heard of Dave Ramsey, he's a very famous guy in the US who's um, made his money and lost his money and been bankrupt and and experienced all sorts of the financial ups and downs you can um, and has made it his mission to teach people about finance. So mm-hmm. DaveRamsey.com, there's people that work with him. Uh, he has these things like seven baby steps, how to get out of debt. So if you're wrestling with debt or you're feeling overwhelmed, he's got these like seven steps to make yourself financially free. Um, we talk about that all. And, and, and so I would check that out. DaveRamsey.com. Great mm-hmm. stuff. He's got budget worksheets that are free, um, payment worksheets that are free, uh, pay my mortgage or invest my money kind of arguments and calculators and all sorts of stuff right. there. Uh, locally, there's you know some accountants that we know locally, and their websites usually have calculators on them too. If you're curious, like, hey, should I get a student loan to pay for university, mm. or should I should I get OSAP, or should I go to the the bank of right, you know mom and dad or the bank of Nova Scotia or the bank of whoever that I use to bank, which is better for me. And they're going to sell you this product and they're like, Oh, it's such a great product. Well, check out, there's calculators online that'll help you and give you that advice. I I think OSAP's fantastic. It's an interest-free loan. And if you need it, it's, it's that emergency fund. And if you don't need it, you pay it back when you're done. Right. And, uh, but realize that you're going to come out of school then with debt. Yeah. And that is a, that's going to be an anchor, a chain around you that it that will slow you down through life as you get started. Especially if your schooling is not going to result in an immediate job. Right. <laughs> um, and, and there's, there's so much about just getting an education about something that you're passionate about, something you love that's really rich and rewarding and having that paper on your wall at the end. Um, but it doesn't always guarantee a good job. Uh-huh. And then it's okay. That's okay too. That's a different discussion. Uh-huh. All right. Anything else we want to talk about? No, we don't. Uh, we don't want to hang around finance too long. I okay. don't think so. So are you going to sing good. another song? No, I don't really want to sing a song. Oh, okay. uh, did you want to do any sort of something fun or a game or. I got an idea. Why don't we do a top five list? Let's let's come up with a top five list. Okay, for what? Uh, TV shows, albums, songs, movies. Uh, top five movies. Top five, top movies. five movies. Your like top five movies you love. Okay. Um, we yeah. can come back and do some of those other top fives in in another time. Okay. Okay. Top five movies you love. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me? You go first. Okay. And then I'll go. Okay. Top five. Top five movies. And this is this so. Is let's be- clarify. Okay. What makes it a top five for you? Because obviously we could do different like categories. Okay. Of- so my top five are going to be something I can throw on and watch anytime. Okay. Like 
top five movies. And let's be honest, there's probably 30 or 40 different movies that yeah, I could do. Like, so we can do another top five comedies top, or top five action movies. Sure, sure. But you're saying this is the top five movies that I would just five movies that you would most be most pleased with watching over and over again. Yeah, anytime. I would. Yeah, I could throw yeah. them on anytime. Okay. All right. Top five movies in no particular order. Okay. Ready? Star Wars number four, New Hope. Okay. You know, when you first meet Luke and Leia and Han and Darth that's, and oh, fantastic. That's okay. That's a good movie. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Um, but I'll pick one. Uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. The okay. first one. Right? Hobbits, wizards, dwarves. Sure. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. I could watch The Fellowship of the Ring over and over again. Yeah. Um, Shrek. I can watch Shrek anytime. What? It's so funny. That it's is just left a, field. Did not thank you. You did that. not see that coming. I put that in there for you. Huge to her. I, I just go <laughs> nah, figure. That's fine. That's oh, so so funny. Okay, keep going. I could quote it like oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. What the first one? I can watch that anytime. I think it's great. Um, well, I'm gonna be surprised. We might only share one movie. Gladiator. Okay, I could watch that anytime. Is it good? Movie? I could put that on and just watch Gladiator. At least that one's good. And and I'm gonna throw Thor Ragnarok in there as a six. I can no, watch. There's no six. Is oh, it five or not? It's five. Top five. Okay. Okay. Well, is Thor in your top five or no? No, it wouldn't be. It would be just on the outside because it's so good. Oh, but okay, Gladiator is so much go better. Over ones that we maybe would honorable mention after. No. Mine are top five movies that hmm, not necessarily that I would watch any time, but I think overall. It's a mix of movies that I just think are like but these are the ones best, you watch. my favorite movies, meaning okay. like whether it was for the plot or the filmmaking or it just blew just, your mind. I just loved it or I would watch over and over. There's a mix of things. Sure. They're just my favorite movies. Okay. Uh, Dark Knight. This is no okay. particular order. Yeah. Dark Fantastic. Knight is, is super. If I had to pick a number one, it would probably be Dark Knight. Yeah. Eh? Um, Inception. Because of Batman or Joker? It's mostly the Joker. Yeah. Okay. Which is why Joker was almost on this list, but I'm leaving it at Dark Knight. I don't want to put both on there. Okay. Dark Knight. Inception. Okay. Uh, it's just, just a good movie. Mind boggling. That's like one of the few movies I've seen twice in theaters. Really? Yeah. So okay. good movie. I was trying to think of more. I know there's more, but I couldn't. Anyway. Like that? Uh, yeah. Did you like, see the one that was just recently? Like just like two months ago, there was which one, one where they go back in time. That one sucked. Okay. Uh, Miracle. It's a hockey Miracle. Movie. Fantastic. Again, not really anything special about it other than it kind of hits that like I love true stories and you know mm. it's uh hockey, so kind of hits that genre for me. Remember the Titans, all those kinds of sport oh, movies yeah. are in there for me. Oh, all kinds fantastic. of true stories are in there for me with that one. Happy Gilmore. Um, I mean No. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with Lord of the Rings as well. I think I'll just give us both the trilogy because oh, thank you. I can't really pick one. So we'll just both will be allowed to say trilogy oh, for that one. Nice. And then the last one I'm going to pick is going to be the Revenant. And I really, I'm not, I'm actually having a really hard time picking a fifth. I think it's really a top four for me. Really? But DiCaprio I would pick, again, I would pick the Revenant based on like, I loved how it was made, like the filmmaking of the movie. I just thought it really cool. Um, that's but, fantastic. You like that guy, Leonardo? You know, Gladiator was right there. And that other guy, Hacksaw Ridge, was right there. I really oh, like Hacksaw Ridge. true story. So, like Great. Hacksaw Ridge, Icarus, Spotlight. What about like, like Force Gump and Castaway and that kind of stuff? No, 
Forrest Gump, Casper, all good movies. Saving Private Ryan. Rocky. Rogue One. Oof. Rogue One movie. was fantastic. Spotlight, great movie. Can I throw way back? Like Top Gun yes. was one good I watched movies. so many times as a Knives team. Out was another one I just came oh. out with recent. The Gentleman. Big Trouble in Little China. So many good movies. Oh, in high school, I watched that over and over and over again. Good movies. All right, there we go. So Top five. Fun. That was fantastic. <laughs> Do we have a cultural point for this week? I think that it would be fitting if we left them with um, Symbols and Signs by Symbols Beautiful and Eulogy. Signs. I think. Give it a listen. Give it a listen. I, th- I think I'm just going to attach it on the end of this podcast so you can Super. just keep listening. And, and uh, that'll be our outro. That will be the outro. So that's the end of episode four. That that's was so right. fun. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That was a gr- oh, tough fives. Man, we'll have to come back to that. This is so fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have questions, please send us some questions for a question period. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Put your top five movies in the uh, general chat of the Discord. Yeah. Bye. See ya. Pump the brakes, stop sign. You saw the sign, now you ace the base. Preacher saw them dollar signs. He on that paper chase. Stuffing profits in his pockets. A wolf with a sheep's appearance. And the reason he's making that scratch, huh? It's cause those ears itch. Pimping out the gospel. A prostitution of false doctrine. Lies whistle in the wind, but we listen if there's a little truth mixed in. Find a pastor that suits you on your TV with a suit and tie. Hitch a ride in his private jet, and you'll be looking stupid fly. Material. Realism and selfish ambition is a foolish religion The riches of God's mercy is worth more than your superstition Tell me how does a Christian begin to develop discernment and wisdom First we submit every symbol and sign to the authority of the scriptures
pillar by night, just the normal everyday working of life. With things that suck royally is evidence of his royalty. Scratch your temple so deep it's simple. Silly us ignore the plane, we prefer a riddle. Dying to see a miracle while holding God's diary, looking for signs. Sure, you may be verified on Twitter, but are you verified in the eyes of God?